0: There are, in the Old Testament, many prefigurements or allegories of the sacraments of baptism. And one of them is the flood of Noah, as Peter points out in the second reading. He says, in which a few persons in Noah's ark, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism, which saves you now. So in the time of Noah, as Genesis says, the world was full of sin and wickedness, and it was through the waters of the flood that God cleansed the world of sin. And so now in the fullness of time, it is through the waters of baptism which God cleanses cleanses each one of us of our sins. You also have the fact that it rained in the time of Noah's flood for 40 days, And this number 40 you see throughout sacred scripture is a number which represents purification. And so it foretold the 40 years which Israel would spend in the desert being purified of their idolatry before they could enter into the kingdom of heaven. It also foretold the 40 days which Christ would spend in the desert doing battle with Satan. And he does this after his baptism to teach us that it is in baptism that we receive the supernatural tools which we need to do battle with Satan. And all this, of course, is fulfilled in the time of Lent, a 40-day period in which not only do we try and do battle with Satan to conquer his temptation, but also to purify ourselves. You also, in the flood of Noah, you have the fact that Noah, at the end, he sends forth a dove. And this dove goes forth and brings back to Noah and olive branch, and that symbolizes to Noah that the waters have recede, Have receded. This also foretoll, foretells the coming down of the Holy Spirit represented by the dove at the baptism of Jesus, and the fact that each one of you, when you are baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. And then finally, you have the Ark of Noah itself, which all the early Christians recognized as an image of the church. Just as Noah and his family took refuge in the ark and were saved, so now in the fullness of time we take refuge in the church. And it is in the church and through the church that we find safety from all the waves and the tribulations and the storms of the world. And it also through baptism when we enter into the church. The reason why the church has this baptismal-centric reading in the time of Lent is twofold. One, it is because we have many people who will enter into the church when they are baptized on Easter at the Easter Vigil on the night before Easter. But it also is supposed to remind each one of us of our baptismal promises, the promises which we made at baptism. Because I am convinced that we should renew our baptismal promises early and often. I learned this from someone who told me that She's been married now for 10 or 12 years, and early on in her marriage, her and her husband had a couple kids, and her husband was out getting a master's degree, an advanced degree, and as you know, if you have kids and somebody is in continuing education, you often have no money, and she told me that the marriage was very, very difficult in those early years, and she got through it because every morning she would wake up and she would recite again her marriage vows and it reminded her of her responsibility, it reminded her that she never expected it to be easy. And This was a practice I adopted my last year in seminary after I was ordained to the di- diaconate. Father Justin Weber made a little card for me and on one side it had the stoning of St. Stephen because he was the first deacon and on the other side it had all the promises which I had made at my ordination and I used to recite it after every Mass. So we should recite our baptismal promises, because ultimately, our fundamental identity has to be rooted in our baptism. And the world gets this totally wrong. The, the world tries to root your identity and your gender and your favorite sports team and your race and your nationality and your political party and your sexual orientation, all of that. And none of that matters, as Paul says. In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. Ultimately, what is important and what our fundamental identity must be is in our baptism. And so we must view the world in light of our baptism and we must live our life in light of our baptism.